Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to our listeners joining us today. I'm Will Heisenschuett, and this is Sometimes Baseball. I'm joined by writer, journalist, editor, broadcaster, former communications and corporate communications intern, former distinguished video coordinator, and of course, my good friend, co-host, David Bourne. How are you doing, David? Will, what's going on today? Not much, just this, pretty much. Oh, of course. Two is fun, as always, but three is a party. With that being said, we're also joined by biker, world traveler, former teacher, former Jimmy John's delivery guy, and future psychologist, co-host, Carrie Jarvie. How are you, Carrie? I'm doing well. You neglected my other title, Professional Dungeon Master. I run D&D groups for kids, and that is, uh, I spent four hours of my day doing that today, so it was great. We... We critiqued a mermaid on her singing, and it turned out she's pretty good. And she she gave us some good info uh, in exchange for for treating her nicely. So that was that was good stuff. Professional dungeon master. I'm adding that right now to the script. All right. Uh, yes, that is Carrie's specialty. He works with children, and he talks about it all the time. He loves those dungeons. How often does that go off the rails? Like oh, all, the the okay. all the time. All the time. I had a plan. I okay. I had a weird work thought. It's fun that this, these are my work thoughts. I was eating lunch today, and my kids were gonna fight a bunch of uh, orangutans that were gonna attack them from the trees. And I was like, you know what would make this more fun? They were zombie orangutans. <laughs> yeah. And that that was my that was my work thought during lunch. I was like, you know, this is not that bad of a job. That- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. All right. So first things first. Before we even get to the agenda. Big news over here at Sometimes Baseball. The one and only fake Don Drysdale jersey arrived. (laughs) The big number 53. (laughs) His motto is hilarious. The Hall of Famer, the Cy Young Award winner, his motto is two for one. They knocked down one of our guys, I knocked down two of theirs. And with that motto, he held uh, for a time the – record the modern record for hit by pitches in a career with 154 of them (laughs) so i'm gonna toss this on 53 is for the brand and that's what we do around here everything's for the brand so i got my nats hat and i got my dodgers jersey on looking good it all makes sense all right so let's run through that agenda so we're gonna start off just like we always do what you've been thinking so after our meaningless thoughts, David, after drafting a fantasy baseball team yesterday, has some fun stats that he's going to bring along with us that ESPN uh, thought these guys would project out to be. And off of that, that's going to inspire a conversation of what is a fun stat that we should track this year. And you as the fans can even join. Tweet or DM us on Twitter, Instagram, or email us. And we'll track that fun stat with you. We will pick the best one. So the predict, and then after that, we're going to go into predictions for awards as well as the playoff predictions. We set the playoff field earlier in the show. And after that, we are going to go to our draft of ice cream flavors. I'm very excited for this. Carrie's been planning for almost four minutes. And... (laughs) And then after that, we're going to bring it all home with the song lyric and the trending Twitter topic. With all of that out of the way, if you have a trending Twitter topic you want us to talk about or trivia that you think can stump David or Carrie, you can be a part of this show. All you have to do is reach out to us on either Instagram or Twitter. On Instagram, you can DM us at Sometimes Baseball. Same thing on Twitter. Reach us at Sometimes Baseball. Additionally, if you like our logo, head on over to teespring.com slash stores slash Sometimes Baseball. That is T-E-E-S-P-R-I-N-G dot com. If you don't like any of the current designs, you can reach out to our email, which is Sometimes Baseball at gmail.com. Calm. So, with all of that free advertising out of the way, Carrie, what you been thinking? Uh, well, most recently I was preparing for our future ice cream draft, and that means I'm single-mindedly focused on really wanting a waffle cone. And that's basically <laughs> it. I just want a fresh waffle cone. I want to go into an ice cream shop that has freshly made waffle cones. You know, they're, they're, they might still be a little bit warm even, but with a scoop of ice cream in there, delicious. That's what I want. Yes, there's a store... Uh, in downtown Pittsburgh, I think it's called Millie's, and they make the waffle cones right there for you. It's amazing. <laughs> David, what you got? I was watching Spider-Man 3 when I got home from work today, 
And uh, was, do you guys, do you guys watch that looking. '70s show? Yes. Yeah. So for some reason, they decided to cast Eric Foreman from that '70s show as like one of the lead villains in Spider-Man Three, <laughs> and I just felt like you have to do better than that. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, and he doesn't do a great job playing like an angry bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, that guy, his face is just like, nothing, nothing about it is evil, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> nothing at all. I will um, add, though, Spider-Man 3, really good soundtrack, weirdly enough. It's the one salvageable thing from that whole movie is that it has a good soundtrack. So. Yeah, I didn't think of that before, but now that you say it, I, yeah, I can see that. It, it keeps some of the scenes alive, for sure. <laughs> is that the one with, like, the uh, awkward... Uh... Like the walk down like New York oh, Street yeah. or whatever. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> yes, it is. One of the worst scenes ever. <laughs> oh God. Like, yeah, that that should have never happened. Oh God. I, I don't know who okayed that. What editor was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So here's my thought. Uh recently something at our house broke. A screw came out. And the first thought I had was, oh, I'll just fix it. And somebody else said, we can just get a new one. And that got me thinking, are you a fix-it person or a replace-it person? I personally am a fix-it person. If you know my dad, he'll teach you how to fix everything. And there's always a cheaper way to do do things. I got a lot of flack for that. I get a lot of flack for that for being cheap and knowing how to fix things, um, which I don't understand, but that's just the way it is. (laughs) So, uh, David, are you a fix-it or a replace-it guy? I'm definitely probably more of a replacer. If it's small, I can probably fix it. If you could describe it as anything slightly bigger than small, I could probably not fix it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, somebody will either be fixing it for me or it will be replaced. I generally fall in the fix-it category, although I'm in my late 20s and I'm at a phase of life where my stuff from craigslist and goodwill is starting to fall apart and it's like you know i should really buy an actual bed now that seems like a good idea that's that's my face of life so so sometimes replace if, if it's a complete piece of garbage get rid of that yeah 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 sometimes replace sometimes fix sometimes baseball and that's the name of this show <laughs> all right so david has some fun stats that he's going to share with us. so david take it away all right, I was drafting a fantasy team, like uh, Will said last night, and as I was waiting in between picks, I was sort of just scrolling through the projected stats and seeing what, uh, what jumped off the page and what I found funny or interesting. So um, I put together a list of about 10 of them. You guys can play a, a guessing game on what you think they're around. So uh, just to start off, there was a pretty simple one. Uh, Garrett Cole is projected to pitch in 12 games. How many strikeouts will he record per ESPN? I'm going to say 104. I think 104 strikeouts is about uh, – I feel like that's a lot. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's uh, that's like – that is exactly the over-under number that I would be interested in. I, I suppose it's a, a little on the lower side. I'll take 112 just to be higher. Oh, Carrie, you almost had it. It's 111. <laughs> oh. nice geez yeah that guy is ridiculous i think he set the modern record for strikeouts per nine with like 13.7 or something ridiculous (laughs) like yeah 111 seems like a lot though i don't know if he'll hit that one yeah that's almost 10 strikeouts a start yeah (laughs) he's gonna oh he's gonna face the orias a couple times you know that is he might get get 13 or 14 in there somewhere he could face him three times if you think about it jeez Prayers up for the Orioles. <laughs> David, what's next? Who is projected to lead the league in hits? Whit Merrifield. Jose Altuve. Boom. Carrie, you're on the money. They're <laughs> <laughs> so saying 65 hits for Jose Altuve. That feels low. 65 hits and 60 games. Mm-hmm. That's all they're saying, man. All right. The next one is a little more obscure. 38-year-old Yadier Molina is projected, uh, is projected to finish tied for the lead in catcher's stolen bases. How many stolen bases will Yadier Molina have this year? Two. <laughs> Four. I'm dating. Trav, that's all you. <laughs> that's two. two stolen bases for Yadier. <laughs> 
like what is that like the back end of like a double steal and like or like somebody else is in like a rundown and he just ends up on second base like <laughs> i don't know but shame on whatever catcher allows that oh goodness i thought you meant caught stealing not no. him actually stealing oh no can i guess negative one is that still on the table first yes. guess only man but that's probably more uh, probably closer oh jeez. The next one I found is really strange, and I never would have guessed Howie Kendrick is projected to bat what this year? Like, what is his projected batting average? 342. I don't know. Uh, 295. 331. Wow. For Big Howie. I know that's one of your, uh, your Nationals boys. Well, yeah, I just saw this stat. He's um, since, I think, 2017, he leads – all batters and batting average since like 2017 was like 325. Like it's ridiculous. Really? Yes. Pete Alonso projected to lead the league in home runs. How many is he in? 24. 22. 16. They're calling for a low power season for everybody. 16? Mm-hmm. 16. Oh my goodness. Here's my favorite of the list. Joey Gallo will strike out how many times this season, according to ESPN? <laughs> I'm saying 62. Uh, I'll, okay, 111. Let, we'll match him with Garrett Cole. It's going to be perfect. <laughs> one to one. It's <laughs> uh, 78 strikeouts, they're saying. Wow. <laughs> For Big Joey. <laughs> Gosh, that's a lot. That feels He's like He's just going to be up there hacking. So, are they, so these ESPN guys are like, nobody's hitting home runs. Garrett Cole is striking out 10 a night. Everyone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, and then Chris Davis with a K is famous for hitting what every year? Like 247? 247, yeah. 247. Uh, his projected batting average this year is what? 248. <laughs> 241. 239. They're expecting a down year from, uh, from Chris. I think he had a down one last year, too. He I mean, did, yeah. He, he did not hit 247 last year, which was a shame. God, that was the funniest thing. Was it like four yeah. years in a row that he hit 247? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then on the flip side, Chris Davis with a C, his projected batting average is what? 219. 189. <laughs> Carry almost again, uh, 182. Oh! <laughs> and he's he's been like raking in uh, spring training and this like yes. summer camp. He is ridiculous, but they're saying 182. Yeah, he has been raking. I think he like adjusted like his stance. I don't know. Trout, this last one's for you. Kevin Newman through 60 games is projected how many base hits? I'll say 51. I have no idea. 53. <laughs> Jeopardy rules. 57. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, Carrie, you were close again. I felt like that was a lot for Kevin Newman. I like Kevin Newman, but for the Pirates' second baseman, I don't know. Well, he had a really high batting average. Um, plus, he's going to get a two hundred million dollar contract. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, every time Kevin Newman posts something on Instagram, whether that be a story or one of his posts, I comment two hundred million dollar something random related to that post. So one time he posted a picture of his dog. Oh, two hundred million dollar dog. Today, he posted something along the lines of, it was great to get into the lights yesterday. Uh, really looking forward to the season. So I said, $200 million lights. Uh, <laughs> so He's got to respond one of these days. Yes. If you are listening and you have an Instagram account, follow Kevin Newman. And everything he posts, comment $200 million blank. Uh, please do that. Let's <laughs> spam him. We're going to add Kevin Newman on this. We're going to clip this and put it on the on the Instagram page, sometimes baseball. All right. Thank you, David. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> Carrie is apparently a much better guesser than I am for 60 games in this, in these arbitrary statistics. Um, <laughs> but what is a fun stat that we should track this year? So I'm going to go first. I love stolen bases. I love movement. It creates drama in the game. I love that camera angle with the runner leading off first and like the pitcher, like, looking over his shoulder. It's, and it's usually always a close play at second when they do steal. So what I'm going to do this year is track total stolen bases across the major leagues. I saw one projection saying nobody's going to even steal 15 bases in 60 games. So I want to see I want to see 25 from somebody. I want to see it. So I'm tracking total stolen bases in the major leagues this year. Let's see it, man. I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think – 
people are going to be uh, managing this game like it's a playoff game every day because each game counts for 2.7 games. That's like what the math worked out to for 60 to 162. So 2.7 games. Like if you lose three in a row, you've lost 10 games almost. Or four in a row, you've lost almost 10 games. It's crazy. Yeah, so that's my stat. I'm excited for it. David, what stat are you going to track this year? Dingers. Total home runs. Uh, That is my favorite part of baseball. I just love watching somebody drop nukes into the stands. Yeah, total home runs. I'm trying to see if they've – tinkered with the ball at all there were all those rumors the last couple years that it was juiced or whatever so i want to see what it looks like this year yeah gee i'm ready for it. who do you have leading the league in home runs this is your stat who do i have leading the league in home runs i don't want to take like alonzo or somebody like that it's like the mainstream pick i'll take like just for fun nelson cruz the boomstick (laughs) (laughs) is gonna drive him out of the park this year yeah, they don't have to play in the cold in Minnesota to start the year. Um, yeah, hungry. warm weather all the time. <laughs> Carrie, what you got? Mine's more of a trend, but it's something that we can actually pay attention to this year. Looking at pitcher complete games. It's been <laughs> on the decline. Nobody's really doing it anymore. I, I went and did some numbers for the last few years. It was 53 in 2016. So 2016 through 2019. 53, 41, 30, 30. So at that pace, we would expect uh, 30 if this were a full season. With with the math, it's uh, it's 10. 11. Yeah, 11. 10 or 11. So so that's my that's my over under. Do you all think we're going to be over or under 10 complete games this year? Under. Uh, I'm saying under. under too. I didn't even think about that. That's a cool stat to keep track of, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm really interested to see because it would be 11. That's the pace uh, that we've been at. I also would take the under. Maybe we put the over under at like eight or nine it probably eight that seems like the that yeah. seems like a the break-even number but that's that's what i'll be tracking and you can kind of pay attention to is like how many complete games have there been this year like <laughs> huh, we're only at eight. Oh man yes oh geez i think that's going to be a fun one just because like i just mentioned like the managers are going to be managing the game so much differently like if you lose a game they're going to want to win the next day because if you lose a game that's like losing three games <laughs> Like, yep. that's insane to think about. Like, you lose one game, you lose two games. All right, now you've lost five in a row. Like, what? <laughs> They're going to be – I think the the hooks are going to be so quick on these pitchers, especially coming out of the gate uh, with the abbreviated uh, – Yeah, but at the same ball. time, people want to keep their aces out, right? That, those are the only people run throwing these complete games yeah. anymore. Are like, the Garrett Cole, you know, throwing the full nine and then uh, just tidying it up and keeping the Yankees bullpen fresh or something. So – I don't know. We'll see. Maybe maybe Ace is going to ace, and that's the way the season goes. Um, yes. I'm, I'm so here for it, and prom- I'll promise you this. Every time there's a complete game, there's going to be big, some like big celebratory post every time it happens. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's going to be fireworks going off. Or it's going to be a fun Instagram post um, celebrating that pitcher that does each perfect or each complete game. Those are our fun stats we're going to be tracking this year. And for our fans out there, submit stats you want us to track, and we'll track it for you. So we're going to track four stats this year. Stolen bases, total home runs, pitcher complete games, and the fan-submitted statistic. The only rule is it has to be fun. (laughs) All right. So now we're going to move on to predictions for awards. We're not going to do manager of the year just because that is impossible to predict. And it's based on completely arbitrary requirements from the beginning of the season. Carrie. Oh, good. Cause I completely forgot about that one. <laughs> All right. So Carrie, start us off with your rookie of the year picks in each league. Rookie of the year. I am going with in the AL Wander Franco. I think he's coming up. I'm, I'm, I'm batting on it obviously. So, uh, and then in the NL, I'm going to go Gavin Lux. I think he's still eligible, right? Yes, but he did just get demoted today. To... Really? Uh, I am not up to date on my news. So it's okay. Well, we're not. We're not a news podcast. We are a fun podcast. And if you're out having fun, you're not allowed to know the news, and that's fine. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm sure he'll be up in like a week. So don't worry about it. Yeah, I, I think that. No, that, those are good picks. I, I, I hope the Juan Franco one happens. Uh, he seems like a lot of fun. I, I'm here for it. Dave, what you got? I was under the. I was thinking that the Rays weren't going to call up Franco this year, um, but Carrie, you got me kind of wondering now if they will. So um, 
I don't really know that many American League rookies, and I feel like the clear-cut favorite is Luis Robert. So I, I went with him. Uh, <laughs> I, I really couldn't rattle off many other names, and I have seen so much Instagram and Twitter content about this guy in the last week where I feel like I would be silly to not pick him. <laughs> yeah, he is hitting moonshots in yeah. Chicago. <laughs> Uh, some of the posts I've seen are ridiculous. That that's a good pick, good strong pick. Who who you got in the NL? NL, I uh, picked a sleeper. I am going Pittsburgh's own Mitch Keller. Ooh. Will straighten himself out on the mound. I've been reading a lot of good stuff about him, and since I went with the completely obvious pick of Luis Robert, I wanted to uh, make that one a little spicy. So Mitch Keller will win NL Rookie of the Year. I'm I'm for it. I think that that's a good pick. I, I hope that guy works out. So yeah, picks. me too, picks, man. David. <laughs> All right, they can flip him for whoever is the next Chris Archer. I don't know who that is, but oh god, yes, they can. <laughs> <laughs> David has his Pirates jersey on. Is that a Chris Archer jersey? Yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry for your uh, lost money. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, here's my picks for the Rookies of the Year. In uh, the AL, I have Nate Pearson with the Blue Jays. He had a 2-3-0 ERA across three levels last year with 119 strikeouts and 102 innings pitched. And I think this guy is electric. He's big, strong, tall. He can, uh, he can shove um, on a nightly basis. And I think if he gets 10 starts – you're going to see a lot of good things out of him. So here's my pick in the NL, Carter Keeboom from the Nationals. He did not do so well in uh, his Major League Cup of Coffee last year. But when he was in AAA, the dude hit 303 with a 409 on base and a 493 OPS for a 902 OPS plus. And he hit he was on a 25 home run pace and he's been doing well in the summer camp that I've been watching. And I think that he's ready to make that transition. The manager's giving him that starting nod over at the hot corner. So I'm ready for it. Let's see it. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Now on to our Cy Young Awards selections, David, who are your picks? Kept it pretty simple with these ones too. Did not get too crazy, but I'm going with AL Cy Young, Zach Greinke. I think a lot of people are sort of forgetting that he still exists down in Houston. I think he's still got something left in the tank. So I'd like to see what he can do over the shortened season. And I've always just been a big fan of Zach Greinke. Yeah. On the NL side, Mad Max, your boy. Just <laughs> you can't go wrong with Max Scherzer, I feel. And I think that's sort of all I need to say. Uh, just guy goes out there and gets out. So. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes. And he is one of the ultra competitors that you're going to see out on a daily basis. Carrie, what you got? Cy Young Awards. I got some some good contenders from last year that I think break through to uh, to the top of the pack. I got AL Lucas Giolito in Ooh. alignment with my my playoff predictions. I Carrie. had to I had to adjust these kind of based on what my playoffs were. I was like, what makes sense here? I took the White Sox, so let's go Giolito. So yes, Carrie, we uh, we saw Lucas Giolito's debut. We did. It was fantastic. It was a nasty curve. It was. Yes. Uh, you could see it from the outfield. It just had a nice, a nice mark. It was a little rainbow that came out of his hand. It was delightful. Yeah, yeah. I talked about that earlier, and uh, I, like I described it, like we were in like the boonies, like out in like as far as you could be in right uh, field, and you could still see his curveball. <laughs> oh yeah, it's nasty. So I'm I'm going Giolito, and then in the NL, I'm taking my homeboy Jack Flaherty, just because I want something to cheer for as a Cardinals fan. So that's it. <laughs> nice good picks yeah Flaherty was dominant at the end of the last year all right so my song young awards also come out of the centrals but not on the same teams for the AL I have Jose Barrios my hot take for him last week was to lead the AL in strikeouts and I think he's also going to parlay that with dominating and he's going to win the Cy Young award for the twins and you're going to see that when I uh get on my playoff predictions and for my nl i have luis castillo he has dealt with walk issues but he's gonna lock it down his changeup is nasty he's gonna be something to be feared in the nl plus he gets to play the pirates 10 times this year and if he can get three starts against them you're looking at something pretty good for luis castillo this year 
I hope my projection or my predictions for Cy Young are wrong, and I hope yours are correct, Will, because the two <laughs> best fantasy pitchers I have, Jose Barrios and Luis Castillo. <laughs> All right. So I, I hope the two of them go and mow everybody down. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. These guys are going to dominate this year. You're here to hear first. I like yeah. those picks. I mean, it's I'm I'm in a similar vein where it's like I totally expect you know some some of these young pitchers are going to take a step forward and uh, really stand out. So I two different names, but same kind of feel of, of somebody taking a big step. Yes, yes, I feel that. I feel that. All right, now we're going to move on to our MVP predictions. I'll go first. Freddie Freeman in the NL. This dude is going to hit 384, and he's going to launch 26 homers. I think he, he's going to be just stroking the ball early and often, and he's going to be something to be feared in the National League. For the American League, Shohei Otani. <laughs> For the Los Angeles Angels. And my my reasoning with this is the writers already showed their cards by selecting him as rookie of the year, even though it probably might have been able to go to somebody else. But if they, they showed if you do pitching well or decently enough and hitting decently enough, that makes you wholly more valuable than someone who just plays one way. And so I'm going with Shohei Otani there. I'm I'm on the same Angels dream team, but I'm picking the same man who should be MVP AL 2012 through about 2025, probably Mike Trout, <laughs> um, forever and always. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can't go wrong by picking Mike Trout every year. That's probably one of the easier uh, futures bets you can make. Uh. <laughs> yeah, he he should have a nice 13 consecutive MVP selection i'm looking at this 2017 and i guess aaron judge was good but i mean come on mike trout yes <laughs> who you got in the nl oh uh yeah i guess there's an nl too um i regretfully select christian yelich to dominate my nl century and banish the cardinals out of the playoffs so gotcha <laughs> yeah yeah yelich is a he's a beast yeah, I David. think he comes back firing on all cylinders, and uh, I took the Brewish, so sticking to it. There you go. Dave, what you got? AL MVP, I have Glaber Torres. Ooh. I really like Glaber Torres. I think he is, like, even though he's sort of little, he just has so much pop, and um, he's still so young where I think he is – somebody who is sort of going to like burst onto uh, the mainstream scene this year. I know baseball fans, of course, understand and appreciate what he's doing, but I don't think just the average sports fan really talks about Glaber Torres enough. So he is my pick for the AL MVP. And then um, uh, NL MVP, I'm going full Homer and it is Bryce Harper will win the NL MVP for no other reason because I want him to. Uh, <laughs> he, he will go out there and rake, and the Phillies will be good, and everything will be perfect. Yeah, He'll no, he the has... league with 12 home runs or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he, uh, he's one of those guys that I was thinking about just because it's like if he hits his hot stretch, that's half of a season. Where oh, he's yeah. just dominating, and it, they are going to walk him four times a game. And um, yeah, yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah. No, if he hits his hot stretch early, then yeah, he pretty much might just wrap it up uh, by the time September comes. Um, when September ends, wake me up. Green Day reference. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> All right. Moving off my random references, we're going to go into our playoff field predictions. We've already submitted them. And now we're going to look at how those playoffs will shake out. So, wild card predictions. Let's get wild. Carrie. Yeah, for my wild card, I had in the AL, the White Sox in Oakland, and the NL, Dodgers and Reds. I'm going to take the White Sox being white hot, and they're going to take out Oakland. Um, and the Dodgers, I think they're going to stumble into the playoffs, but they're, they're going to be healthy and strong when the playoffs actually come. So Dodgers over red. Yeah, I'll take a Walker Bueller um, in a winner-take-all game any day. I, yeah, that guy is – he's good. <laughs> what do you mean? They have playoff magic on their team forever and always. Clayton Kershaw, he's going to be their starter, right? <laughs> playoff magic. Yeah, you're going to see Clayton Kershaw come up in my uh, playoff predictions. I have five and a half pages of playoff predictions, by the way. So get ready to laugh. 
Um, mine, mine, mine might have 500 letters. I just wrote <laughs> the team, the team letters like C W S dash O A K. Yeah, I, I might that. have 500 characters in my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, David, what you got? AL wild card game. I have the Yankees topping Cleveland. Of course, I did make the prediction that Tampa Bay was going to win the NL or the AL East rather. So I think the Yankees will beat the Indians in the AL wildcard game. And uh, NL wildcard, I'm taking the Atlanta Braves over Kerry's St. Louis Cardinals. Fair enough. Kerry's <laughs> <laughs> crying over there. Um, it's no, going to be fine. Flaherty's complete game and Yachty's second stolen base. How are they going to get knocked out? <laughs> I forgot about the stolen base. That could be uh, you got to add that in, man. Changer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez. He might lead the league this year with two, the way stolen bases are going. Um, all right, so here's my wild card predictions. I have the Reds topping the Braves at home with Cy Young Award winner Luis Castillo pitching seven innings of three-hit, one-run ball as Eugenio Suarez hits two home runs in the contest. And then down in Tampa, Andrew Heaney scraps it together for five innings as Mike Trout and Rendon go back-to-back to lift the offense. And an eight to six win over the Rays. All right. You did get pretty detailed. Game summaries. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. This is going to be the greatest uh, playoff prediction of all time. This this is going to go. This is going to be Sharpies. uh, You know, like Virginia Sharpie uh, when they lost to UMBC. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. uh, Division series predictions. David started off. I have the Yankees getting back at the Rays and beating them in four on one side of the divisional bracket. And then uh, I have Houston beating Minnesota. I know um, Minnesota's getting a lot of hype, but they sort of always crumble in the playoffs, or at least they have in these last couple of years. So I'm saying uh, Houston will beat the Twins also in four games. Nice. At least they don't have to play the Yankees. Um. Yes. <laughs> They're kryptonite. Yes. Carrie, what you got? I got Minnesota and the White Sox duking it out, and Minnesota's going to take it in five. And then I got Tampa Bay taking out the Angels in four. NL, I got the Dodgers coming in strong. They, I have them stumbling in in the wild card. They're going to get healthy by the playoffs, and they, that's, they hit their stride. So Dodgers take out uh, Brewers in three. They just they, they crush them. Uh, and then San Diego beats Washington in five in a complete um, garbage fire. I don't know how to describe that series. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, All right. Um, I hate it, but those are your predictions. So, (laughs) all right. So my division series, like I said, Walker Bueller will dominate game one over the Reds, but Hearts are broken again in Los Angeles as the Reds steal a game when Kershaw falters again in the playoffs as Cincinnati wins three straight to take it in four. And then uh, on the other side, rematch from last year as Washington and St. Louis battle it out and history repeats as the Nationals sweep the Cardinals out of the playoffs with dominant starting pitching and timely hitting from Juan Soto himself. In the AL, Shohei Otani stymies the Twins' bats in game one over seven and two-thirds. But Miguel Sano hits a timely two-run homer in the eighth off Otani as Cy Young Award winner Jose Barrios dominates in a complete game shutout. The Angels managed to tight wins in game three and four at home, but are eventually blown out in game five as Donaldson, Nelson Cruz, Mitch Garver each blast homers in a 10-3-1 to head to the ALCS. Well, you've got one of Kerry's complete games in there. Yes, I did. <laughs> That's the 12th one. It's going to be 12. The trend is reversed. <laughs> All right. And then on the other side, in game one in New York, Michael Brantley and George Springer steal a show with three hits apiece as Verlander holds the Yanks to a four runs over six innings to eke out a seven to six win. Game, game two as Lance McCullers dominate for seven innings with Bregman hitting a dramatic homer in the eighth with one on to win two to nothing. The Yankees find their bats in Houston to take both there and come back to New York for game five and have Tanaka pitch six innings of two-run ball while Clint Frazier and Gary Sanchez each launch three-run homers off of Verlander to win nine to three in game five. 
You see that Clint Frazier home run with the mask on the other day? I did see that big fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what made me think of him. Um, but yeah, yeah. I was in the second deck. That whew. yeah, if Clint Frazier can wear a mask and hit a bomb, you can wear one while grocery shopping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, championship series. Uh, I'll start it off. Max Scherzer dances around danger for six innings in game one as the Reds only manage one run. They score again off Sean Doolittle in the eighth, but it's too little too late as Juan Soto and Eric Thames each hit a two-run homer off Sonny Gray. Luis Castillo tosses eight innings of shutout ball as Castellanos and Aquino launch homers off Strasburg as the Reds win three to one. Soto's two homers off Bauer aren't enough as the Reds win six to five in game three. Anibal Sanchez turns in a miraculous performance over eight innings of one-run ball to even the series of two. Scherzer gives in to the long ball in game five as the Reds take the lead again, but it doesn't last for long as Strasburg tosses a shutout in game six, which ends up being necessary with Soto scoring the only run of the game with a walk-off solo shot in the ninth. Game six, man, they're fun. Uh, <laughs> and then game seven, though, turns out to be a snoozer as Corbin walks five over four innings and Bauer Trevor Bauer himself gives up three over seven as the Reds march to the World Series with an eight to three win. See the Reds marching to the World Series? <laughs> yes. I oh believe in God. their bats and starting pitching. Don't at me. Or please at me. I'll argue with you. Uh, <laughs> I, I was gonna say to save all this for your fan fiction blog with the Nationals winning everything, but then you had your own team lose, so it's supposed to be a serious conviction. This is great. Uh, yeah, I I believe in Luis Castillo, my Cy Young Award winner. <laughs> and then in Minnesota, the number one overall seed. The Yankees lack overall pitching depth, and this will be their downfall in this series. Minnesota's bats absolutely dominate this series as they take it in five, with Donaldson and Rosario each hitting three homers and Sano hitting a gut clutch grand slam in game two. Barrios pitches beautifully again in game three with seven innings and 12 strikeouts, only giving up one run. Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, and Gary Sanchez strike out a combined 26 times in this series. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I clearly had fun with it, and we're not even at the World Series yet. So, Carrie, take away for your championship series. All those strikeouts, and they didn't have to face Garrett Cole in his 12 for game <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my championship series, uh, Tampa Bay and Minnesota duke it out with Tampa Bay ultimately coming out on top. And uh, with, with their depth, they're, they're able to make it through. Um, and the Dodgers continue their steamroll, and they clear San Diego in five. Wow. Not bad, not bad. Dave, what you got? Uh, so halfway through your predictions, Trout, I realized that I never gave my NLDS winner. <laughs> our winners oh so, really um for clarification <laughs> on that uh atlanta and cincinnati will be advancing to the nlcs and um even though i have been big on the reds i am also big on the braves and i am saying that they will take down the reds in six games right. um on the other side i have the yankees getting some revenge over the houston astros and quickly disposing of them, topping the Astros in five games. Nice. So it was a rematch of the 96 World Series, Braves-Yankees. Yes, it is. All exactly right. Well, that. give us that World Series prediction, David. All right. So I'm going to spice it up off the cuff in Will Heisentruck fashion. <laughs> Freddie Freeman and the Atlanta Braves will march to a World Series title after he posts five home runs in that series max freed my boy will dominate the yankees heavily powerful lineup and uh yeah the braves will pull out a six game world series win over the yankees all right wow i like it i hate the braves but i like it it's a good prediction i, I also dislike <laughs> the braves but um i do like what they've built there yes it's unfair um yeah <laughs> carrie uh, we have Tampa Bay and the Dodgers duking it out back and forth. It is a close contest. Ultimately, game seven, down to the wire. Clayton Kershaw throws a complete game to win game seven. It's incredible. 
changes his entire script and the Dodgers legacy. Unfortunately, no one believes it because it was the COVID season and they <laughs> doubled down reinvesting a follow-up $500 million into future players uh, and they win five World Series in the next 10 years uh, to compensate for the fact that no one believes this, this series. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> you want you asked me to be here to bring in the psychology, so th this is what I'm. This is what I bring yeah. to the table. Yes, I did. <laughs> I love it. We love it. All right. So here's my World Series prediction. This series turns into an all-time classic, flip-flopping between pitchers' duels and run-scoring bonanzas. On short rest, Luis Castillo dukes it out with Barrios, and Barrios comes out on top with a three-two win. Sonny Gray and Kenta Maeda can't last past the fifth as the offense explodes in game two with Sano and Votto each blasting two home runs as the Twins win 12-10. In Cincinnati, Trevor Bauer feels right at home as he duels with Jake Odorizzi for eight innings, but Bauer comes out on top as Aquino knocks an RBI double in the seventh to win one to nothing. Game four is another power show with Cruz knocking in six for a 9-8 win. Barrios and Castillo lock horns again with Barrios coming out on top in a 2-1 win as the Twins take a 3-2 lead in the series. Sonny Gray somehow outlasts Maeda despite allowing seven runs over six innings. The Reds win 14-12 as Castellanos becomes the first ever to hit four home runs in a playoff game. And Trevor Bauer earns his place in Cincinnati playoff lore with a start for the ages. He gives up just one hit over nine innings as the Cincinnati Reds win a World Series in a three-to-nothing win over the Minnesota Twins in Game Seven. Cincinnati Reds for the World Series championship. Wow! Does Trevor so Bauer I get his one-year fifty million dollar contract <laughs> after that, or whatever? Of course he does. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> So I, I do like the Reds, and I do like that prediction, but I think the funniest part about it was your phrasing of Cincinnati playoff lore. <laughs> yes. I don't know if anybody's reached that, that whatever that is, that level in the, the city of Cincinnati since, what, like the big red machine, yeah. whatever those were. <laughs> I can't even think of the last time a Cincinnati team did anything even slightly relevant in the playoffs, but this might be the year, so I'm looking forward to it. I, I think that if any year is the year, the DH – the youth, Votto on a comeback, Castellanos hitting four homers in the World Series in one. I game. noticed you're big on uh, you're big on Aquino too, the Punisher, El Castigador. Yes, yes. <laughs> he knocks in the only run in one of the games. I'm very pumped for this. <laughs> but yes, it's going to be an all-time World Series, and this is going to be an all-time season. And now we are going to move on to the very highly anticipated draft of ice cream flavors <laughs> david you have the number one overall selection for this draft Oof! don't uh, mess it up i I'm, feel like i'm really <laughs> on the spot here but this is sort it's like an ice cream flavor and an ice cream situation i think there is no better ice cream than a chocolate vanilla twist that you get in one of those mini helmets at a baseball game Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like wow. on, on a nice hot day, I feel like that is when ice cream is at its best. So with the first overall selection, I will take chocolate vanilla twist and a mini baseball helmet at a game. Wow. Yes, there is something <laughs> to be said about a mini baseball helmet at a baseball game. Yeah. <laughs> the ice cream tastes so much better. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't even think about that, but that is a solid <laughs> answer. That is. Wait, wait, wait. I was hoping nobody stole it from me. So does this take chocolate and vanilla off the table? Heck no. He described a very specific set okay. of circumstances. <laughs> okay. have a chocolate vanilla swirl in a baseball helmet as long as it's in September. He said <laughs> in a hot summer day. So you can have an April one. You can have a May one. Those are still on the table. I think he, he drafted specifically June, July, and August. So. Gotcha. Okay. Uh. <laughs> We've already gone off the rails. All right. Uh, <laughs> listeners are tuning out now. They have shut it off. They probably shut it off a good 25 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> but um, if you're still here, 
Uh, why? Um, <laughs> all right, Carrie, what you got? Your first pick. Uh, I was, I was, I honestly got a little bit of panic sweat, David. I was like, please don't take my pick. I need to take fish food from Ben and Jerry's. I have sampled nearly all of the Ben and Jerry's selections and fish food has the perfect balance of marshmallow, caramel, chocolate, vanilla, and the little chocolate chunk. So it's just got a little, a little bite to it. It's got a little, uh, it is, to me, it is the perfect ice cream combination. It's got everything built in to the perfect balance. So fish food. That's a great pick. I will say uh, you're drafting some uh, instability there. You're drafting a uh, Hanley Ramirez on the Red Sox uh, situation where you're just going to be really lethargic um, walking around after eating that. Uh. <laughs> That's part of the experience. That's what I want. I want I want to surrender to my stomach on the couch and the <laughs> sensation in my mouth afterwards. If you disagree with me, please at William and also at sometimes baseball i don't follow any of this so let william deal with it thank you <laughs> yeah. please do um I, I will stand i will just spam your feed of fat Haley ramirez pictures um <laughs> all right i i need to draft consistency i need to know what i'm getting every day this is the smart pick for me i think i, I gotta go chocolate um you know what you're getting every day out of chocolate. It's it's going to be right there for you. It's going to hit. It's not. It's it has a higher ceiling than uh, vanilla does, I think. Uh, but I say I would say like vanilla is the most consistent. Uh, but chocolate, I think you're getting a bit uh, more production out of chocolate on a day to day basis. Um, so my first pick will be chocolate. <laughs> Consistency is key, man, especially in the first round. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. All right, David, what you got with your second pick? <laughs> um, far less interesting than the first, but I feel like it's a timeless classic. Uh, mint chocolate chip, I'm going. Ooh, yes. <laughs> um, I don't care if it's green or white. At the end of the day, it's all delicious, and I will take it. <laughs> I will take either one. <laughs> yeah, we don't discriminate against uh, ice cream colors here. We are, <laughs> we, we are all in for the green or white. I'm here for it. All right, good pick. Carrie, second pick for you in the second round. I'm going to take one that that is sort of everywhere and nowhere at the same time. There are places that make ice cream with fresh strawberries, and that's what I want. I want strawberry mm. ice cream made with fresh strawberries from whatever is your local ice cream shop. That's what I want <laughs> in my chocolate-dipped waffle cone on a summer day. So, uh, yeah. Strawberry ice cream with fresh strawberries and chocolate dip waffle cone. All right. I want dripping on my hands. I want <laughs> too many napkins from the ice cream store to compensate for the mess. I want all of it. Oh, geez. I love this. I feel like we should do five rounds. This is getting creative. Uh, <laughs> all right. With my second selection, I'm going to take cookies and cream. I think good cookies, and, cookies and cream is a good value pick in the, at the end of the second round. Uh, I'm a big Oreos guy. And I think if you get the consistency right of the Oreo chunks, aren't too big, the Oreo cookie pieces, then I think you, it just, it's going to be amazing every time. I, I think uh, if there's enough, if the pieces aren't too big of the Oreos, cookies and cream is a timeless classic. And if you're a fan of chocolate shell, cookies and cream is a prime candidate for magic shell on your Ooh. ice cream. It is a that right. is a winning combo for sure. <laughs> I like it, Dave. What you got? Well, I'm back on the board already. That was a quick turnaround. Uh, cookies and cream is a really good one. I love going to the milkshake factory in Pittsburgh and getting uh, cookies and cream milkshakes. Carrie, you mentioned Ben and Jerry's, and I completely forgot about that up until uh, your selection. So. Uh, Chunky Monkey, uh, I can get behind some Chunky Monkey. <laughs> so that, that's what we I'll go a, with. We can do a draft of Ben and Jerry's uh, separately. That's, that's what I was thinking when you said it. I was like, this is a game changer. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I'll go Chunky Monkey third overall pick or third round pick. What's in Chunky Monkey again? I forget. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does that have, like, pretzels or 
You're going to have to go to the store. Where are you in the South Side? Are you near a get-go? Uh, no, but I can go to I'll Junkie. Pay. I will pay if you go and get, get yourself some <laughs> Chunky Monkey. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely have to do five rounds now. This is, this is getting way too creative. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so, David, you got to keep thinking. All right, Carrie, what you got? <laughs> Oh man. Uh, then I got to, if we're going five, I got to bump mine off the round. I, I have just a wild card random pick just a, just for laughs as my last pick, but I'll, I'll bump it down. Cause we're doing for reals here. Okay. And I got to bump up Ben and Jerry's Americone dream, which was when Stephen Colbert was doing his troll, like faux conservative one. He tried to make the ultimate patriotic ice cream, uh, which he titled Americone dream. It has waffle cone bits in it. Uh, it's like a sort of chocolate vanilla mix with waffle cone bits in it, and it is delightful. So, American dream for number three. Carrie, you're on a uh, waffle cone uh, kicker right now. You're. <laughs> Can you tell where my stomach's at? That's the. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely going to need to go out for ice cream after this. <laughs> All right, with my third round selection, I'm going to go moose tracks. I'm a fan of moose oh. tracks. The mini Reese's cups that, ooh, along with. Uh, the peanut butter chocolate swirl or the fudge swirl. I'm sorry. Uh, that, that, that's a, that, that one, uh, I'm a fan of it. I will get it every time at the grocery store. Moose tracks over everything. <laughs> that's another, you've got a solid draft going on right now. I like, uh, I like your ice cream ops department. Yes, sir. <laughs> we, we highly drafted, highly scouted these guys out. Um, we, we've had years of experience with each of them. Um, we've been, we've known them since the, as long as we've been alive. So, uh, <laughs> we know the ins and outs. David, what you got? Fourth round. We're going off the road. Uh, we're starting to run the gauntlet on my, my ice cream liking here, but, um, I'll go cookie dough. Yes. Nobody said cookie dough, right? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Um, sometimes I feel like it can be a little too sweet, but like a perfect cookie dough will be my fourth round selection big fan nice yeah. there you go I'm, I'm gonna keep us on the the chocolate uh mindset i'm gonna say chocolate mudslide by tillamook tillamook ice cream for anyone who's not had it it is the creamiest most delicious thing i love a chocolate overload and chocolate mudslide is exactly that it is like it is if you were if yeah it's a lot of chocolate and that's exactly what i want so that should be a tillamook commercial <laughs> I've never even heard of Tillamook, but you know what I'm doing tomorrow? Eating some. <laughs> oh my goodness! Please do. It is it is delightful. It is yeah. so. Good. I yeah, my freezer has I think three different uh, quarts of Tillamook in it right now. Oh geez, well, we're giving out free advertising. I better clip this and post it. Say at Tillamook. Yeah. <laughs> Hit us up. We're, we're ready for some new advertising. I'll drive down to Oregon and pick my, my ice cream up if they need me to, you know, go to their headquarters or whatever. We could have our own podcast, Sometimes Ice Cream. Literally. <laughs> this is this is a good one. We can it's combine it. Hot. Come on. We can combine it with last week's draft, the worst hours of the day to eat ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> And I think 4 a.m. would still be the proper pick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, here is my fourth pick. I'm going, uh, I don't know if you like saying party cake or cake batter, but that ice cream is, whew, that is good. Cake batter ice cream is something else. Uh, there, there's nothing quite like it. Um, it makes you reminisce of the times where you would uh, lick the spoon with the raw eggs on it. Uh, <laughs> A nice taste of salmonella. <laughs> yes. Mm. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, yes. Party cake. It's a good, another good quality low pick. All right, David. But that makes me wonder, like, when are they going to make a brownie batter ice cream, you know, for that sweet salmonella taste? Like, <laughs> I know th uh. there's like a half baked, right? Where they have like brownie. Ben and cake. Jerry's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It tastes completely baked to me. I need, I need like the batter. I need it like, I, I wanna, I wanna be like, I've dialed nine one on my phone. <laughs> I want. Yes, that needs to be the name of an ice cream company. Dial nine one, <laughs> with like the dash, like nine dash one dash. 
<laughs> oh gosh. All right, David, your last pick. <laughs> uh so I have a question about my last can I pick ice cream cake? Yeah. Ice cream cake, oh, come then. on. Absolutely. I'm getting the approval from Carrie. Will, you look a little hesitant up there. Dude, a good piece of ice cream cake with those little crunchy okay. chocolate things in there. Okay, yeah, yeah you got to give us more details. You got to say what type of chocolate cake. Is it vanilla? Is it chocolate? I'll say it's okay. vanilla ice cream, but it, like I said, it has those little. Uh, it has the cookie layer thing in the middle. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that's, the, yeah. that's the best part. Yeah, so, but I feel yeah. like that's like a completely different thing now. It's not ice cream. <laughs> it's Look, ice this cream. is the fifth round, man. You gotta take. Get, you gotta take the. the nobody's flyers. drafted vanilla yet. <laughs> Look, that's all yours. I'm not touching vanilla. <laughs> but no, I feel like I feel like ice cream cake is more ice cream than it is cake. Okay. I guess that's a whole different argument. That there's still <laughs> that portion that is not ice cream that you were including as part of the package. It also has like uh, frosting on it. Like, come on, that. <laughs> I'm still taking ice cream cake, whether it's within the boundaries or not. Ice cream cake, it is. <laughs> so we're gonna need to get an uh, an official review on this. Um, <laughs> if that is official rule, mine is in the same category. I'm going to the novelty section. I'm going to the american classic it is the quintessential created only in america can we have this hybrid of cultures we took the mexican favorite the taco we coated it in a layer of chocolate and we invented the choco taco ice cream it is that should have been a first rounder it is almost <laughs> inedible <laughs> as, as an ice cream i've only ever had stale choco tacos <laughs> I'm almost always disappointed, but man, I love that it exists. That's why I'm taking Choco Taco. Number five, it is, is the most patriotic thing I can think of is the Choco Taco. Oh, yeah, uh, American flags on them, too. Like, yeah, yeah, wait, what? I don't know. I don't know. So if ice cream cake can't make it, then Choco Taco's out, too, and I can't live in that world. I need Choco Taco. <laughs> Round five. <laughs> oh god i feel like we need to do like a draft of just novelty ice cream because i would take like <laughs> like a like a like one of those uh cookie ice cream sandwiches like those a are chip which chip which yeah Look, that could pick, be your man. last pick yeah go for yeah, it the rules I'm, are go gone <laughs> i'm not doing that um but oh my <laughs> gosh yes carrie so true there has never ever been a fresh choco taco there's no such thing it's a myth it's a myth <laughs> I'm so glad this has gone five rounds. Um, <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, well, now I feel really boring. Because um, I'm going to take salted caramel with my last pick. <laughs> no, no. There's no ice cream shaming here. There's no such thing. All right, yeah. Salted caramel. That's... If that's you, it's all you, man. You take it. It's yours. It's Salt, delicious. Like, yeah, nothing can beat salted caramel like come on <laughs> i mean it is your fifth pick it is 15 total. so 14 other things definitely beat salted caramel <laughs> fine um i'm going consistency here i'm going consistency it, it, it on a night-by-night -night basis you're not beating my team i'm gonna win 65 percent of my games i'm going 162 every year we are the st louis cardinals of ice cream. We are making the playoffs every year. <laughs> the Atlanta Braves of ice cream. We're making the playoffs 15 consecutive years or whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll win the division. We got no problems. You guys can have your uh, high ceiling, low floor kind of picks. <laughs> Freaking Choco Taco. <laughs> it's the bottom of the barrel. I think that's where they get the chocolate and the tacos from. Yeah. <laughs> They scoop way down there. <laughs> it's like the ice cream they somehow burn is now part of that. <laughs> oh. It's just like the hot dogs of ice cream. <laughs> All the stuff oh, you man. don't want gets tossed it's, the Chris da it's the it's the C wrist Davis of ice cream. It is like the <laughs> the outdated, confusingly still relevant type of ice cream. Oh god. Maybe we'll change the swing this year. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, maybe they switched up the uh, recipe. Oh, God. We still have Get segments left. Uh, <laughs> Get a new taco formula. That's the real. That was the problem with this. That was, yeah. Okay. God. It's like, um, do you ever see like a taco commercial, like the stand up taco shell? <laughs> No. Like, why not? No, that? I ha- oh, por qué no los dos? Yeah, I have seen yeah. it. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, uh, let's move on. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, song lyric of the day. Carrie, what you got? My song lyric is just one word held out for, I don't know, two, three, maybe four whole notes. Uh, it's just maps uh from the song maps by the yeah yeah yes um (laughs) it was in the game rock band and i played with my friends and all of us hated it but just to troll my friends i kept insisting on playing the song maps and i would sing i i was i was on vocals and i would just yell maps at the mic for a long time and jokes on me i actually ended up liking the yeah yeah yes i checked out the rest of their catalog and i was like i kind of like this but uh, so my lyric is just the word maps for a long time. All right. Uh, that seems fitting uh, for the way the show is gone. Uh, <laughs> I blame myself. I said I had five and a half pages of playoff prediction. <laughs> um, <laughs> you asked me to draft ice creams, man. I'm bringing my A game. There's yes. Nothing else. <laughs> and your F game with the Choco Taco selection. <laughs> <laughs> Do they even sell those anymore? They better. No, man. <laughs> Oh God! I bet there's still yeah. I bet there's still some in circulation from 2009. Um, That's probably why they're so stale. Your... Yeah, they're never gonna go away. But they made find them the all... gas station in town where you feel the most unsafe, and they <laughs> probably have them there. Yeah, at that gas station. Yeah. That's a 4 a.m. meal. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, geez, you have an answer for everything today, Carrie. I love it. Uh, Dave, what you got? Uh, so I actually forgot to pick a song lyric up until just now. So I googled uh, song lyrics about ice cream, and I found a hilarious one from uh, Ice Cream by Sarah McLaughlin. It's, uh, <laughs> your love is better than chocolate, better than anything else that I've tried. Oh, love is better than chocolate. Everyone here knows how to cry. I don't even know what that last part means, but um, everyone. That, <laughs> I like it. So what that's what the, I went with. What was the last part? Everyone here knows how to cry. Yes. Is that like alluding to like, uh, like your breakup ice cream, just crying over like a pint of ice cream? A pint. Of I guess. Man, I've never even heard the song, but that's my lyric of the day. Like I assume that's how they make salted caramel. They get like people tears or something, and that's yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um, all right, here's mine. Uh, it comes from <laughs> yeah. Nobody's listening. Look, whoever's yeah. left is left, man. They're, they're... <laughs> they they were either in for the whole ice cream segment, or they left a long time ago. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Who would listen to this? Um, <laughs> all right, here, here's mine. Song lyric. Uh, in case you forgot what segment we're on, because we've been going back and forth from ice cream. Um, it comes from Joe Walsh's song "Life's Been Good," and I chose this because I think the lyric is awesome. It, it goes, uh, "I have a mansion, but forget the price. Ain't never been there. They tell me it's nice." I believe that's how it is for legendary rock artists. They just have houses that they've never been to. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Rich people problems, man. Yeah, seriously. Um, (laughs) Gosh, another uh, line in there is uh, he like breaks something and it's like, I have accountants pay for it all. Like he's just, I don't even deal with it. I don't know how much money I have. The accountants, they just take care of it. Living the life. All right. Um, to descend this show into further meaninglessness, um, God, uh, it is July twenty first, which of course means Thanksgiving was trending today on Twitter. Uh, so, what else is new? So this brings about the question: What is your favorite Thanksgiving food, David? 
So or, uh, over here at quarter Japanese Thanksgiving, we have uh, fried rice that my mom makes. Ooh. And it is, it is bomb. But I guess the majority of America does not have that on their Thanksgiving table. So, um, <laughs> hey, if, if it's your favorite, man. Food. Hey, your Th- that's my favorite. All right, yeah, yeah, all right, fine. Screw everybody else. That, that's my favorite yeah. Thanksgiving food. Make fried rice next time, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, at William uh, or at Sometimes Baseball, so William has to deal with it if you have strong feelings about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, geez, I, this is an audio medium, so people couldn't see my face. The look of confusion when you said Thanksgiving is trending was <laughs> very strong. And then I, I physically facepalmed uh, when you asked us our favorite food. So I am completely unprepared. Um, my mom makes really nice dinner rolls that we have on Thanksgiving. So I'm going to say those. They have a lot of butter and I usually have them with cranberries. So that's nice. Nothing beats a solid, warm, buttery dinner roll. That yes. that's a that that that's a good. If we if we had to do a draft, no, we're not doing a draft. We're not doing a draft of Thanksgiving foods. But uh, if we had to, I feel like that'd be off the board in the first two rounds. Here's mine. Uh, I didn't prepare for it, even though I was asking a question. Um, so I had to think about it, and uh, <laughs> I uh, I was like uh, my uncle. He makes these like creamy mashed potatoes, and they're really good. Like the salt to pepper ratio is perfect. Like you can just taste it. Oh, it, it's so good. It's got it's still got like a bit of like the chunks in there too. So like it's creamy but also chunky, and I don't know. No, nothing's quite like it, and uh, nothing is quite like this show. Sometimes baseball. If you like it, tell your friends if you want to bother them with a 25 minute draft about ice cream flavors, uh, (laughs) please do that. And I'm so excited for the baseball season. It starts very soon. Thursday night, Max Scherzer, Garrett Cole going at it. I'm pumped. David's pumped. Carrie's pumped. Let's go. Baseball is back. The constant in our life is back. We are back. Insert air horns here. (laughs) <laughs> thank you carrie thank you david <laughs> thank you Trevor. thank you william for keeping us on whatever rails there were we, we were close to them i guess at some point it was good yeah all right let's just end it now stop the bleeding. Okay. <laughs>